pause there, and then the dog made a noise. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once more to After the Movie. My name is Erica. Across from me, as always, is Bob. Hey. And we went and saw Hobbs and Shaw this... Oh, excuse me. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw this yes. evening. So let me uh, clear off the fanfic that I was reading on the way home and get to the list of trailers. I do appreciate that like any space of time longer than like three seconds, you pull up a fanfic. I'm a busy woman, Bob. I got I to gotta make sure that my time is being utilized properly. Oh, so we are veering into the trailer park as we do. Uh, the first uh, trailer, a oh, left turn into the trailer park. It is a left turn. There, there's steps and procedures here on After the Movie, folks, that we obviously, you need to adhere to. You know, you, you can't deviate. You got to stick with it. That's what we chose. Left turn into the trailer park. And we are professionals, so. Sure. <laughs> <coughs> uh, first one was 21 Bridges, which we've seen a fair amount of. I am getting very sick of uh, folks throwing around the word visionary. At least it wasn't cinematic game changer. Well, that was like, how about you, like, go fuck yourself? Ready Player One, how's that? Okay, calm down. Take a fucking pill. <clears throat> Let's not be throwing around the word visionary, all right? We, we have so few We had words. two visionaries. We did have two visionaries. We have so few words to really denote, like, greatness anymore. It's just kind of like, we, we need to pump the brake. Just, just a smidge. Appreciate that dead air while I drink. Second trailer would add Astara? Add Astra. Astra? Yeah. Uh, eh. I would be interested in it if it was literally any other lead. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like... Well, and you brought up that it's Brad Pitt's... Well, Plan B is Brad Pitt's uh, production company. I don't yeah. know why I know that, but I do. Um, I have no idea either. But it's just kind of... I don't know. I saw World War Z. Well, World War Z is a terrible movie, uh, a a horrific adaptation of a terrific book. But I'm also just kind of sick of, like, I don't know. Dude's dad goes and does a thing. Now dude has to go and, like, stop dad or figure out what happened to dad or... I don't know. I'm just not interested in that story. Mm Mm-hmm. Like you said, it could be interesting, but eh, I don't know. It didn't grab me at all. Yeah, it's. I, I mean, I was interested in. I was interested in like the two tall space elevators, uh, and you know, I, I like I could buy a story of. You know, they were clearly setting up that humans were trying to get off the, you know, planet because we destroyed the planet or something right. like that. But then you're also flying in with. Ooh, this could destroy all life in the solar system. And it's like... That part doesn't bother I, me. I don't know. Why does it have to be a father and son thing? I don't know. Right. Because man pain, Bob. I mean, Tommy Lee Jones is the father. Well, I mean, Tommy Lee Jones is always a joy. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got that. But I, I don't know. I, I just... Tommy Lee Jones is like the king of the, gives no fucks. He didn't care anymore. He's whatever. I mean, he never really cared. I just go back to the fugitive, and he's in the the tunnel with another captain of gives no fucks. And he's like, I don't care. 
And that's Tommy Lee Jones. Fun fact, the uh, fan fiction I'm reading is actually a crossover of Pacific Rim and Indiana Jones. I thought you were going to say Pacific Rim and The Fugitive for a second. And that would have been that would that would also super oh. niche. Oh God! But amazing. Oh, no, no, no! Indiana Jones, uh, uh, Pacific Rim AU. That's niche, friend. <laughs> that's niche right there. <laughs> However, there's a lot you could do with a fugitive in Pacific Rim AU. <laughs> I'll have to add it to the pile. <laughs> Moving on, uh, Gemini Man, big fat eh from me. I can't even remember what this one's about. This is a Will Smith one where he's like fighting a younger version of himself, and Clive Owen is there for some reason. Oh, uh, yeah, for reasons. It's directed by visionary director Ang Lee. Wasn't the only good movie Clive Owen ever did was Children of Men? It's a great movie. He's really good in that, too. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. I you know? Am. He was in some real good shit, and then something just like... I, I He pissed somebody off, but I've always enjoyed him. Yeah, I, I really don't care. Nah, this didn't. The, the guy uh, sitting down the way from me was like, "Oh, that looks dope as hell," and it's like, "Oh, sweet pea." No, it doesn't. But I, I don't know. It just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was our second visionary director uh, for the evening. Uh, though I think Ang Lee might be a little more worthy of that than. The Russo brothers, the visionary directors behind Avengers Endgame. Like, it, okay, pump pump the brake, please. <clears throat> Ang Lee's like... They did all your Captain America movies that you love, didn't they? I'm not saying they're not good directors. Uh, they're not visionaries. <clears throat> uh, bah, bah, bah. The next one was Where'd You Go, Bernadette? This was a Kate Blanchett movie. This was kind of an odd trailer before this. Yeah, it was, it was very misplaced. A little odd, yeah. Um, look like an older woman trying to like carve a place for herself out in the world. You know, could be funny, but not something I'm really interested in. Uh, next was that 47 meters down, uncaged. Excuse me, colon uncaged. Mm-hmm. Hey, it could be a perfectly cromulent shark movie. I just, eh. It looks like The Descent with Sharks. And when I think of that, I'm like, oh, well, I'll just watch The Fucking Descent. I wonder if that's in 4K. You know what we should watch? That would be gorgeous in 4K. Alien versus Predator. We talked about that the last episode. Yes, we need to watch. You haven't seen it, which I find to be appalling. Because it is not a good movie, Robert. It is a straight-up bad movie, but we need to watch it. (laughs) Uh, Next was It Chapter 2. I do have, uh, that's coming out soon, too, I want to say, in, like, September. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they plan to release them a year apart, right? Has it only been a year? I yeah, thought it was, it was two. last year. Are you sure it was last year? I thought so. I thought it was two years. I ago. mean, I have no concept for time. Me either anymore. But I do want us to watch the first one, and then we can do a, an episode on that, and then on the second one as well. Because Bill must. Hader is in it, and I enjoy Bill Hader. Got a good cast. We just can't go see it in the theater. I refuse to see a horror movie in the theater ever again. Because we went and saw Us in the theater. And it's like, okay, can we let the director build some tension without everyone, like, shrieking and screaming and, like, making a ton of noise? I don't ask for much for your folks. Did you break something? Yeah, it was broken already. I just finished the job. And then the last trailer was Queen and Slim, which I think looks very interesting. 
Uh, it does look interesting. Because speaking of, you know, Jordan Peele movies, it's uh, the guy who uh, played the lead in Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like uh, he shoots a cop and then, or yeah, he shoots a cop and then runs away with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a, uh, they call them the Black Bonnie and Clyde, but I don't know if it's quite that, but it, it looks like an interesting story. Yeah. So, again, maybe not something I'd see in the theater, but definitely something I would want to rent. And that does it for the trailer park. Squealing out, peeling out, using our nitrous, which we had to highlight in this movie. Just to remind you that, uh, oh yeah, that's right, cars. Cars. Cars, that's right. Hey, there were there were more cars in this movie than I think in the last like five Fast and Furious actual mainline movies. I mean, they always have like cars that they use. So I don't know if I would agree with that. That McLaren was really nice. And they showed that badge hard a couple of times. It was kind of amazing. McLaren was like, we will give you one of these, but there's some strings. (laughs) So spoilers, obviously, this movie officially comes out tomorrow, but um, we saw it on the Thursday before. So yay. Bob, what did you think of Fast and Furious Presents, colon, Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, this is the most ridiculous Fast and the Furious movie they have made yet. Which is an achievement. Uh, yes. I mean, it, it it is so over the top. And they lean in. They know what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. like, this is ridiculous. This doesn't make any kind of sense. They go... Idris Elba is a cyborg somehow. Let's Let's just go. Let's go. I swear, anytime they do a close-up on any of the male leads in this movie, they're winking at the camera, literally. It almost felt like they were stinging the camera a few times, just Uh, looking directly into it and being like, yeah, we know. (laughs) We know. That's why you're here. Um, And, you know, I will... I I give a lot of credit to The Rock. He is not afraid to make a fun movie. Um, and with the knowledge of like, this is not, this, this is, is not, not, this is not high art. No, we're not making children of men. This is like, what was it? Was it fast seven? Um, which was Paul Walker's last one. Where they did the big send off. Yeah. The and yes. you know, uh, Vin Diesel's like an interview saying, oh, we're going to be up for an Oscar for this. This was so good. Sweetheart. And it's like the, you sweet summer child. The, the rock doesn't. I'm sure The Rock takes himself very seriously, but... I don't he, know he if I agree with that. He doesn't take... I think he takes his business seriously. Yes. He does not take the the art of it necessarily. Like, he doesn't... His, jo- his job is to put ass in seats. Yes. And, you know, and that goes back to wrestling days, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't matter if you win awards. What matters, it doesn't matter! Yeah. I, I set myself up for that you one. Did. I did. Um, I was a little late on it, but we we got there. Uh, well, it, no, and we were watching. Um, there's this YouTube show called Hot Ones. Uh, I forget the uh, maybe it's Sean Evans. I think it's Sean Evans, where they had uh, Idris on or Idris. I always say his name wrong because I'm a horrible Midwesterner. And what did he was like? He didn't call it a good movie. He was like, it's a fun movie. And it's like, yes, exactly, Mr. Elba. It's not a good movie. It's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. 
It's something you go to to turn your brain off. And this is the one franchise that actually I, I feel I can do that with. Like, literally, just turn the brain off, laugh at all of the ridiculousness. And there are a few laugh-out-loud moments in this movie. Yes, there were. Oh, and they are outstanding. <laughs> uh, not as funny as them trying to get Roman Reigns into the camera frame every time that they could during the final uh, scenes on Samoa. I did enjoy that they uh, finished the movie there as well. That was enjoyable I'm for me. Actually, what I'm most surprised with is that the um, the Usos were not in the movie. You're like, Just really? tucked around in the corner. Like, fucking really? Couldn't bring us out? All right. See how it is. Fine. That's just fine. Did you know Vince had to hear about this? And, like, the fact that he he, I, he must have been like, oh, every Samoan we have signed needs to be in this movie. No, uh, Roman Reigns is the only one that matters. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. That's, that's all that matters. That's true. That's a good point. I forgot about that because um, Vince is a crazy person. Yeah. Um, wrestling diet. <laughs> um. Fashion for Years presents Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder with the longer titles. It is really hard with long titles. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't even think it's worth to even talk about the plot in the movie because it's just like, whatever. It's so dumb. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, MacGuffin stuck in the chick. Okay, we got it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, the the plot of this movie is not the plot of this movie. The plot of this movie is to redeem Jason Statham uh, so that he can be the true good guy in, up, in, in subsequent movies. What was it last movie where they were just like, oh, no, yeah, he's good now. And we all go... <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. And we move on with our day. <laughs> That's why I was sad that they killed uh, Idris at the end, because I was like, oh, no. No. He's so good. Bad guy. We could have... Oh, my God. I'm Black Superman. <laughs> Son of a bitch really is Black Superman. <laughs> oh, he's so good. He's just... He's a delight. Um, oh, I, I really appreciate actors that are willing to go out there and just have a fun time with a stupid script. Well, and what have we always said about Pacific Rim? He read that canceling the apocalypse speech, and he was like, I don't need to see anything else. I will do your movie. (laughs) What is my character's name? Stacker fucking Pentecost? Guillermo, I am there. Say no more, my man. (laughs) Um, So I think one of my favorite... Uh, conceits in this movie is uh, that the uh, the female lead who I feel horrible I have no idea what her name is it's Jason Statham's character's sister yes um, and there is at least a 20 year age gap oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Jason Statham is not a young man anymore the mechanic was a long time ago lock stock and two smoking barrels was a long time ago and The Rock is he ain't getting any younger either. I think he's in his 50s now, too. Mm-hmm. Late 40s, 50s, somewhere in there. So, no, yeah, she's like 18 years old or some shit, and it's just like, okay. Mm-hmm. A little Harold, Helen Mirren in the movie, though. Ah, uh, yeah. Which is a lovely spice to throw in whenever you can. 
Helen Mirren's great. Um, you've never seen Red. Yeah, right? I haven't. I still don't know how that's happened. I, I don't get it. It's Bruce Willis and I know. Helen Mirren. You need to just check it out. I, I just I don't get it. But um, Isn't John Malkovich up in that piece. John too? Malkovich is in that, and he's great in it. He's great in everything he does. Um, and yeah, so you should watch it. But yeah, she's we should a, watch it. We'll do an episode on it. I never watched Red Two. Um, I, I felt I, that there was really no reason for anyone to watch Red Two. No. Uh, That's the shitty thing. You make a movie and it like does well, and then it's like, oh, now we have to make a shitty sequel. Um, see, that's true, but then you have franchises that you know pull it off somehow. Sometimes, well, sometimes they do, Bob. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes um, you or get Pacific Rim up. Well, here I want to give you some hope. I'm going to give you some hope right now. The Netflix show? No. I'm hoping for the Netflix no, show. No, we are going to find hope in today's movie. Oh, are we? Yes, we are. Okay. Because this was Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. The second Fast and Furious movie mm-hmm. was pretty much dog shit. The third Fast and Furious movie was pretty much dog shit. I will not sit here and let you malign Tokyo Drift, sir. But then it came back. It came back. It resurrected itself from the ashes. There is still hope there's for al- Pacific Rim. There's always hope, Bob. Um, though there is going to be a Netflix show. We're just waiting for that uh, uh, the cast list to come out. And it's like, if there are not two persons' names on the fucking voiceover list, we're going to have a problem. <clears throat> um, but really all that matters now is that you do well overseas. And I think yeah. Uprising did, but I don't know that anyone's... We're not talking about Uprising. We're talking about Fast and the Furious know, presents Hobbs and Shaw. The scientist guy in here? For a second. You thought, didn't you? You thought, didn't? So did I. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that would be too tailored to what I want out of life. <laughs> that would be too perfect. And then I would start worrying I was in the Matrix or something. And that's not good. We don't want to worry about that. Then it was that guy, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I was a little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> For the audience, um, what we're talking about is we thought the scientist guy might be Charlie Day. Um, so We had a lot of other random... Well, we had two other very random celebrities in this movie. But so good. So I was like, mm, there's other randomness that we could get. But that would be too tailored. And again, I'd get a little worried about that. Ryan Reynolds is a delight. Just everywhere he shows up. I had no fucking idea he was in this. No clue at all. No. So when he like steps into frame, you're like, I'm, is this like a Deadpool commercial? What's going on? That's the problem, though. Every time I see him now, I'm like, why, why aren't you in the Deadpool outfit? Right. Like that, this, what, what are we even doing? At least fuck up his face. Something, like something, right? And then was it Kevin Hart? Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Hart. Which um he I I really like Central Intelligence. I don't think you've seen that. Um, I think you watched that on a plane, didn't you? I did watch that on a plane, and um you know and that was opposite the Rock. Um, uh, I think they play off each other pretty good. They're in Jumanji together too, aren't they? They are, yeah. Which was a much better movie than it had any business being. Because it was just fun. Well, because you go in and it's just like I, I appreciated that they were like, yes, there was a Jumanji movie before. We're going to do something different with this. We're not going to make like a straight up remake. We'll do our own thing. Yeah. Which I liked. Mm-hmm. And Danny DeVito is going to be in the sequel. So someone's listening, Bob. 
I'm I'm intrigued. Ooh, maybe Danny DeVito's the head of the uh, super secret organization that uh, was deploying Idris. I was I was a a little disappointed we didn't get a reveal on that. I mean, it's Charlize though, isn't it? It's gotta be. It, it has to be. Like, there's no way it can't be. Maybe the scheduling didn't work out, Maybe. or they wanted a hedge. Because I did hear that they might be doing uh, more Mad Max Fury Road movies, which I don't know how I feel about. Mm. Because that first one is like a perfect movie, mm-hmm. and I don't want him to fuck it up. I mean, if George Miller's involved, maybe not, but I'm still concerned. Um, so you got a hedge. Yeah. It's like with David Harbour at the end of uh, Stranger Things. Spoilers for Stranger Things. That's been out for a while. Like, weeks. It's been out for a while. There, there's a big spoiler warning for Game of Thrones in this movie, which was amazing. Bob got a kick out of that. Bob had a good uh, raffle about that in the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> that that I I'm actually excited to get on Twitter and the internets to read about uh, to to see some fake outrage over that. <laughs> I'm sure some of it will be real outrage, Bob. Because it'll all be people who have seen Game of Thrones getting mad about the fact that if they hadn't seen it, it would have spoiled it for them. Here's the thing, though. That that came out, what was that, May? It was May, you're right? trying. You're trying to I'm apl- I'm trying to apply, apply logic, logic, which is foolish of me. I, I realize this. But... And while I do think that, like, the weekend free of spoilers, it should be longer than that. But with the way that the world is now, to expect anything more than that is foolish. I think... I I do... I, I feel like... All I ask is that the spoiler is not in the headline or the first graph. It should be labeled. Clearly labeled. That's all I ask. This episode or this article will spoil. That's all you gotta do. I will say I managed and we didn't see Endgame right away. Nope. We were a few days later, I think, right? Mm -hmm. Were we over the weekend or were we like the following? No, for some reason we had to go a few weeks later, I thought. Maybe like a week later or something. Yeah. But we didn't go opening weekend, and I managed to stay unspoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, though the internet was oddly good about endgame spoilers, which was kind of shocking. Um, but yeah, people get all kind of like pissy about it, and I'm just kind of like, well... I think... And, and you can't say stay off the internet, because that's impossible, so but... So I, I, think, I think the reason people were good about spoilers with endgame was because it was satisfying mm. and it there wasn't a lot of room for let me complain about things there wasn't let me room for, to complain and i think in a certain in a little bit of a sense there wasn't something for people to go on to get their jollies trolling people because it wasn't like with star wars and han dies right mm-hmm. um and people just wanted to fuck with people. Like, there I was- can't believe Darth Vader is Luke's father. father. <laughs> That's the best visual gag in that whole show. <laughs> when they're walking out of that theater and there's that big line. <laughs> and everyone's just like, you fucking 
fucking asshole. But um, Festive Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. You forgot the colon. You forgot the colon last time. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I didn't call it out. Okay. Uh, I feel like there's there's stuff to talk about, but it's one of those things where it's like you just need to go see this. Well, I because it's so fucking ridiculous. That's the thing. Like I even like all of their bickering is perfect. Well, that was what was so like joyous about them in Fast Eight. Mm-hmm. That whole prison scene in that movie is like that is one of the only reasons I would go back and watch that movie. Tormund as well, because Tormund is an eight. I forgot about that. Yes, he is. But I can kind of like take your leave eight, but everything with the rock and Statham is like, oh no, yes, more of this, yes. please. Well, Which was why when we heard they were making this movie, it was like, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, the the scene on the plane <laughs> had to take like five days to shoot yes. to get it right. Well, one, just the visual of The Rock sitting in coach <laughs> was kind of amazing because he's, like, gigantic. So, you know, when they were shooting that, they had that poor woman, like, you don't have to sit there the whole time, honey. Come here. It, it's so uncomfortable. Like, you can move. She's like, no, I, I'm I'm okay sitting next I to I will him. sit here with my babushka. <laughs> um, that was good. Uh... Just they, they have a certain chemistry with each other. Yeah. That just works really, really well. And it, it, it added kind of uh, a freshness to the last Fast and Furious movie. Uh-huh. That was very sorely needed, I felt. Mm-hmm. And that's... Uh, well, I think that's a lot of the problem with... Um, with, the f- with the mainline franchise. As much as I love it, and I will, of course, go see Nine. Oh, fuck yeah. There's uh, like no question. It's it, it's the Vin Diesel's just worn thin. A little bit. I mean the character's fine. I mean the character's just so one note. I mean they all are. Yeah. But he's not fun. He's a little too self serious. Yeah. And it, I know he takes those movies very, very seriously. Yeah. And it's just kinda like Okay, buddy. I mean, I understand this is your baby, but eh, you you gotta lean in. This is ridiculous. People go and see these movies because they're ridiculous. Yeah, you guys are basically superheroes at this point. Eh. But I think the reason those movies continue to do well is because every movie they add a new character who, you know, ends up doing ends up. Mixing it up a little more and no, mixing it up, and they're still they're ridiculous. They're yeah. they're summer popcorn movies that you go yeah. to to, you know, turn your brain off and just sort of enjoy. Mm-hmm. We're not making high art. We're nope. just entertaining the masses, <clears throat> and in a way that's almost better. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did enjoy that for some reason. Um, at the bare minimum they wanted you to think they shot at Chernobyl yeah <laughs> which it's like I was this like this is all CG yeah but sure it's like 
I also appreciated the slowest moving explosion of all time. <laughs> yes, I had that same thought. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> like, is this place still blowing up? Uh, hold on a second. Holding on. Bob's looking something up on his phone. Yes. Well, we all know Chernobyl's very hot right now, so maybe that was a little bit of a reshoot. Yeah, they... <laughs> so, they actually... Yeah, they... So at the end, it said they filmed in Hawaii, which was probably what stood in for Samoa. Um, was it Canada? Probably everything's fucking filmed in Canada. Uh, Yorkshire. It was filmed in Britain. Hmm. Um, so well, I guess... I mean, I guess there's certain stuff that you have to, like, you have to film in Great Britain because it's like, okay, this is obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> um, I don't, um, I don't get why they necessarily did that because evidently they rec- they create a set for it in Yorkshire Hmm. Um, and it's like the Ukraine would have let you do it you just throw some money at them Uh, for the external shots at least but um, it just was like a weird because they didn't say Chernobyl no it just said like Ukraine Ukraine yeah Yeah. then you pull up and it's like well this is clearly supposed to be Chernobyl yeah because those visuals are just like burned into your brain you know yeah um so they went out of their way to make it look like Chernobyl. Um, but then they didn't... It's, it was like, okay, whatever. I mean, who would care? The show was really good. I haven't watched it. It's depressing. It's a fuck. Well, yeah, of course it is. Um, but very good. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I don't really have too much more to say other than go see it. If this is your kind of movie. Yeah. If it's not, then don't don't waste your time. But if you like a good mindless action movie with two mains, who should probably just make out, um, lots of uh, very fun fighting um, that everybody kind of gets in on, um, and like no plot to speak of. It's just ridiculous. It's just sort of yeah. Here's the inciting action. Just go. Who cares? <laughs> it does not matter. I just elbows deflecting fucking bullets. Just. I did think um, the effects around him on the motorcycle were very good. Well, I think that was the kind of thing that you have to nail. Yeah. Or it's going to look really fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. But, no, I would agree with you. that Those were... Well, it looks like they took a lot of cues from uh, The Dark Knight mm-hmm. with that and how they treated the... Uh, the bat pod. The bat, yeah. Um. And I appreciated Transformer noises just interspersed throughout the movie. I appreciated The Rock being able to hold on to a helicopter with a chain. <laughs> and it, it was in the trailer. You knew it was coming eventually, but it was. It's but I still, still paid laughed off. my ass off in the theater when it happened. Yep. It's like, oh, you're not Captain America, The Rock, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that last fight was definitely a. A Goku Vegeta fight. Goku and Vegeta versus someone. Yes. Yes. Yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> well, that we also started laughing because they were like, we have to work together. 
And the whole movie has just been like, oh, we don't, we hate each other. Just very kind of like. It was, a, you know what it was like? It was like um, Zoolander. <laughs> and they have that, that great like, oh, yeah. We're bros now moment. Yeah. After the after the three way with the little person, <laughs> or the orgy, excuse me, there were more than three people involved in that. It's been a while since I've watched that movie. <laughs> it is delightful. I think there's a Sherpa involved too, if memory serves. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> David Bowie's in that movie. He is. Um, what else was I gonna say? It's a walk off. It's a walk off. Disqualified. But a cork and insane. Oh, Zoolander. That's a funny movie. Wonder if it's aged well. Probably not. Probably not, no. Um what was I gonna say? Yeah, I mean it, it's one of those where it's like we could talk about you know, the action sequences and stuff, but I just I feel that it's just kind of like, no, you just need to go see it. Yeah. I I I'll say the action sequences look good. Um, yeah, there wasn't any like instance of like okay with the CGI, which you sometimes get in these movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it all looked pretty crisp. Um, uh, the trucks linking up together—that was just ridiculous. A, that was a laugh out loud moment. Yeah, there, there's a few laugh out loud moments in this movie because you're just you're so it's it, it's so like well okay, this is what this is what I bought in for. So have at it, friends. The perfect toss of the hooks by Mr. Roman Reigns. It's like, okay, for the love of God. The Rock can lasso a helicopter oh first God. try. Oh, my God. Oh, it was so good. So fucking Why ridiculous. did he put his shirt on in that moment? He should have left the shirt off. He should have just kept wearing what he was wearing. It was like... He's in, like, traditional Samoan, like, battle garb. And then he, like, takes it off when they do this car sequence. And it's like, The Rock, No. You should have uh, stayed in that. Also, did you know that you can go from pre-dawn to full sunlight in nine minutes? Uh, that is the uh, Michael Bay time scale. <laughs> so, yes, I was aware. <laughs> How about that helicopter shot at that one point, man, where she's just, like, standing and the rock walks up to her and they're, like, helicoptering around that shit? It's like, okay, guys, you ordered the helicopter for the day and you realized it was the wrong day, but you were like, we're fucking using this helicopter. <laughs> but it was like, calm down a little bit, all right? <clears throat> That was very Michael Bay reminiscent as well. They had a few of those bad boys shots where they're just swirling around them and they're staring off and like having a conversation. It's like, okay. Because the guy who directed it, was he one of the Deadpool guys? That name was familiar. D- uh, David Lynch? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Or one of the John Wick guys? Oh. The name is familiar and it's associated with ridiculous movies for me. So let's... Uh, double check that real right quick here. It's either Deadpool or it's John Wick. It's entirely possible it's both. It, yeah, that's true. Um, where are you? Because one of the John Wick guys directed the second Deadpool movie. Uh, John Wick and the first Deadpool John Wick tool was directed by two people, right? And then. Yeah. The it, one guy went on and did... And he did Atomic Blonde, too. Yes. Um, so you expect a certain ridiculousness with the action when it, when it comes to that guy? Yeah. 
and I think he delivered. He is going to be making. He's going to be directing a movie based on the video game, The Division. We're doing that, really. Jake Gyllenhaal was cast to star in the lead role. You know, after watching him in Far From Home, I'm, I'm for it. He also did Prince of Persia. Oh, he was in that, wasn't he? Which I didn't see. I never saw that movie. Is that an Ubisoft property? Maybe? I think you're right. I think it is. Because then that would be... So maybe he's got a cozy relationship with Ubisoft. Maybe. Or he's the only one that returns their calls. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal strikes me as the kind of person, though, that'll pop the head up every now and again and be like, yeah, I'll do your big, stupid blockbuster bullshit. And then I'll make all of my money, and then I will retreat back into the world of indie film and theater where I'm more comfortable. Yeah, it's Ubisoft. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Gyllenhaals are interesting. In general. Mm-hmm. That's what you gotta do, though. You make your money on the big thing, and then you... You go do the shit you like. That's what Gary Oldman does. I, I thought you just always make big money every time. I mean, if you can. It's good work if you can get it. Yeah, Gary Oldman does the same thing. He's like, oh, no, I know most of the shit I'm in is bullshit, but I do that so that then I can go do the shit that I love. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, okay. Unless you're Daniel Day-Lewis and then you don't do bullshit. Ever. And you somehow get away with that. Hey, some people can. <laughs> What's the line from uh, Laboring Under Delusions? <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> now, I know most of you think that uh, Daniel Day Lewis is an intense person. But what you don't realize is he's the most <laughs> intense, intense person. person. That's an amazing album, and you should definitely go listen to it. Yes. Uh, come to the Midwest, Paul F. Tompkins. Please. We ask for so little. Um,. So, yeah, Bob, where would this rate on the hot dog scale for you? So, I was thinking about this. <laughs> Believe it or not. I didn't just wait till we got to now and then have to come up with it in the spur mm-hmm. of the moment. This is, this is your hole-in-the-wall, like, college town hot dog place that does specialty hot dogs, and they're like, we're going to do a hot dog where we're going to toss mozzarella sticks and cheese fries and chicken fingers all on top of it. And we're going to call it a hot dog. And it's somehow going to be tasty. Somehow. It shouldn't be. Yeah. It should be terrible. It should be awful. But it's kind of the greatest thing you've ever put in your mouth at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> With all that that implies. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But no, it's a definite recommend for me as well. If this is your kind of movie. If it's not, stay far, far away. But Yeah, if, if you don't like these kind of movies, you're not going to find any redeeming value no, in No, you're just going to sit there and be mad for two and a half hours. So, like, but really more like two. I guess the previews were, uh, were uh, a sizable chunk of that time. The vast majority of uh, critics should not go see this movie. <laughs> Well, and that's another thing, though, where it's just like, we were talking to Alex a little while ago, uh, maybe a couple episodes ago, on um, Subtle Interference, about critics and how it just seems like 
some of the guys it's just oh it's not an art house movie so i'm not interested mm-hmm. like this is just per, pure popcorn fluff man just and if it's not your jam it's not your jam but i don't know we we happen to love well, these types of movies that's why it's it's really annoying hey when you know you get that you when you know the aggregators put these critics together and you know I, they really th- those aggregate scores don't mean jack shit to anyone well i also um, don't but do you know anyone that goes on rotten tomatoes and cares what the rating is um yes but in the opposite way uh like i think people i think people look at rotten tomatoes and if they see something that's like in like that's low but not like rock bottom like that can stop you know maybe not from going to the movies but from maybe like watching something i don't know i just i home. have never cared i don't either all Usually I, what I care we do about is we friend are like recommendations that but if we see a, a trailer for something and we're like oh that looks fucking insane or oh that looks really good just go watch it go mm-hmm. see it whatever Mm-hmm. And I, th- I I find it more interesting to read the criticism after the fact, because then it's like, oh, well, one, it allows you to form your own opinion on the on the film, yeah, or movie. Uh, not everything we see is film. That's that's for damn sure. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't taint what you what you will ultimately think of the movie. I I, I just think it's it's not exactly ethical to go watch a movie and write a criticism of it as a professional critic that going into it, there's no chance you're going to like it. Especially if you can't look at it objectively objectively. and you, you know, you can't say here's what this movie did well. Well, and you can't be comparing something like this to, to fucking like there will be blood or something like that. Cause it's just like a two very different things. Mm hmm. And it's both are good in their own ways. They're both entertaining in their own ways, but it's very unfair to compare them. Yeah. So, and I think that's the problem. And it's probably like Metacritic um, has uh, a bit of a hold in video gaming, and to the point where you know some contracts have Metacritic scores built into it, um, which I also that's stupid um it's a really good way for a publisher to get out of paying bonuses is what it is well um you know bob it almost sounds like in uh, video games maybe they need some sort of organization of the workers or something like that maybe a a union if you will no can't do that but you know as far as i know that really doesn't um happen in the in the movie industry i think if anything, I think the movie industry likes it because it gives them a patsy. Um, if a movie does bad, they can. Oh, it's just... so whiny though. If you start blaming like critics. Oh, but they do it. I know they do because you point to stuff like the Transformers franchise, and you're just like, "Yeah, those get shit on constantly, and those make money." What's your excuse? You know, sometimes you make a turd. That's fine. Mm-hmm. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> the movie studios hate it so much, though. Um. But yeah, no, it's like, 
yeah. I mean, criticism's a its whole own bucket of wax, but mm-hmm. it, like, it's just not right to like have a Rotten Tomato score for just movies in general. You know, like how can you compare a movie like this on on any sort of scale with you know a Saving Private Ryan? Well, I think you they're, just... They're just different beasts. You go out and you find the critic that it's like, oh, you seem to have the same taste as me. Mm-hmm. Or you talk to your friends, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we kind of have the same taste in movies. I'll listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Jack, because Jack didn't like the Lego movie, and I still... That baffles me to this day. Um, Jack didn't like the Lego movie. Um, Jack also thinks that beef jerky is better than bread. I enjoy how this still vexes you. Uh, I don't, You're going to be talking about this conversation for the next like month. I, I just don't get it. I mean, have you had bread? Bread's amazing. I, I have had a lot of bread in my life, yes. it's. I'm a big bread fan. It's delicious. It's part of the problem, Bob. I'm a big bread <laughs> fan. Uh, we will be hopefully having Jack back on. Uh, we we're, we're want to do the uh, Hellboy remake. With the aforementioned David Harbour. So. Oh, David Harbour. We got to get him to watch the Golden Army, too. Well, I, I don't. I, I mean, I kind of get it if because Hellboy 1 just was not. It was fine. It's a fine movie, but they really let the chains off Guillermo in the second one. Yeah. I, I don't. I just don't understand. Like, I can understand the trepidation in going into it if you live in a vacuum. But in a world where I know people would have told you that the movie's amazing. And he's a big Guillermo fan. Right. Welcome to Jack Talk, the uh, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not here to defend himself. He's so, not. He's not. So, so it's we, perfect. Oh, wow. Wow. I was going to say that's unfair, but okay. <laughs> Fight dirty. Always go for All the time. Always go below the belt, Bob. All right, folks. Well, thank you very much for uh, listening, as always. Uh, we'd ask you to go to teampumaknife.com to check out the battery of other podcasts we have on there. Uh, check us out on social media. I'm at Lady Near the Lake. Bob, what's your fucking thing now? You change it constantly. At all our rides. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, See how dismissive she is <laughs> of my interests and, and loves in life? We could get into a thing, but we're we're winding down, so we're not gonna get into <laughs> um, at uh, Team Puma Knife uh, as well. Uh, I believe we have an email address floating around out there somewhere. Somewhere, <laughs> we'll figure what out what that is. And just maybe, tweet us. Maybe throw that in the mix too. Tweet at us. We're just on, tweet at us. I'm constantly on, just saying nothing of value. Uh, uh, Newman Thirst Twitter. That's where it's at, Bob. <laughs> so thank you as always folks we really appreciate it and we will talk to you next time bye
This has been a Puma Knife production.